<laughs> remix. Remix. Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Honestly. A horror cast. With Zoe and Logan. That was Logan. And that was Zoe. And it's another week. Here we are. Fourth week. Eighth week in a row, technically. Uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. Hey. Hey. We've done it again. I was going to say they tried last week to take it away from us, but that's actually not true because it wasn't a recording week, but no, we faced a roadblock. <laughs> we faced hurdles. Together. Being my digestive system. Yeah. Um, but we, we did it. We watched we the movie. We overcame. We persevered. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, we persisted. And John was waiting for us. And John was waiting for us. Um, and so we are here this week to talk about Saw 4. Saw 4. 2007. 2007. Brackets. Hand brackets. <laughs> Hand brackets. Just imagine that you're seeing us and that's what we're doing. And it's a whole dance. It's a whole dance. And it's really a lot. So it's like a whole thing. You wouldn't I, get it. <laughs> I hope that um, you two have started doing the hand yeah. brackets. It's just something completely different. We're all doing something else. <laughs> it's like Arrested Development, the chicken dance. <laughs> Nobody actually knows what hand brackets yeah. are. Because to be fair, they're not really a thing. That could be hand brackets. It could be a a whole thing. Anyway, send us a picture of you doing hand (laughs) brackets so we can all compare what we're doing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Saw 4. Saw 4. We're here. We're ready. Roman numerals are now involved in a way that scares me. We are learning. This is a learning experience. Two to three. (laughs) One, even. One, even. Just kidding. There's no one. There's none. with those Mm -hmm. it's like i know what number this is yeah now now it's getting into territory that is tricky for me well and we discussed this already but i don't so iv is four yeah v is five (laughs) and then vi is six so for some reason they decided okay v is going to be five yeah and then four is going to be one five but somehow it's like five minus one yeah and then six makes sense. V plus, plus one, plus one. Five plus six. Five plus one equals six. six. Four throws me off. See, this is and once we math. get to once we get to seven. God. God. Is it V I I? Like five plus two? Because that I understand. I, anyway. It's a lot. We'll cross that bridge when we scared. come to it. I'm scared. But um, four movies in. Here four we are. Four movies in. And it's time once again to introduce you. To the key players. I feel like we need like a theme song. Did you just hang up? Hello? I'm an old, old woman. You old, blind, blind bitch. This is our starting lineup. We have John Kramer, who is the jigsaw killer. He's a husband. He's a civil engineer. He's a founder of the Urban Renewal Group. He's a petty king. And most importantly, he is currently spread eagle. On the autopsy table, dick and balls out. Sucking dick, <laughs> dick and, and cock. cock. Um, just because I know it's going to come up here in a second. Spoilers. There's oh, going to be spoilers. Yeah, it's... Hey. <laughs> hey. It's what we do. It's a recap. I feel like review. this should be a given at this point, but I feel like I'm going to keep saying it at yeah. least for this season, and yeah. then maybe maybe we can finally stop. But like... We we're gonna be we're talking about this in everything. depth. <laughs> we're telling you everything that happens, 
And given that, like, we're putting this podcast dick and balls on our dicks. Our table. dick and balls are out for all to see. Um, and so, yeah, and especially just given because Saw, like, there are always twists and turns. So we will be spoiling those. I don't mm. want to anger anybody. This yeah. movie came out in 2017. So, or sorry, brackets. no, it came out in 2007. Brackets. It came out in 2007. I didn't the do Roman, the brackets. That's the what Roman threw me off. The rules have thrown us into a loop of numbers. But there will be spoilers. There will be. There will be. Next, mm. we have Amanda Young. Mm-hmm. We don't see her a lot, briefly. But she's Jigsaw's apprentice, and spiritually, she's Hoffman's bickering sibling. <laughs> then we have Detective Lieutenant Mark Hoffman, Hoffy, mm-hmm. Hoff Daddy, Hoff as Daddy. mentioned. Yeah. Homicide detective working for the Metropolitan Police Department. Best duck face this side of the Mississippi. Spoiler! He's revealed to be another of Jigsaw's apprentices. And we'll get to that. We'll get to all of that. Then we have Special Agent Peter Strom. Special agent working for the FBI on the Jigsaw Killer case. Suspicious that there's another person helping John and Amanda. Mad as hell. And above all else, he's a Jill Tuck auntie. Not a stan. He's an auntie. He hates Jill Tuck. He's so mad and so mad at Jill Tuck. No, Peter Strom came in this bit mad as hell. <laughs> he did! Then we have Jill Tuck, John's wife, founder of the Homeward Bound Clinic, which is a recovery clinic for people with substance abuse issues under the motto, Cherish Your Life. Sound familiar? Which might sound familiar to you. Mm-hmm. A ring a bell? <laughs> We've heard those Ring words a before. Tobin bell, perhaps? <laughs> for whom the Tobin bell tolls. <laughs> then we have Lieutenant Daniel Rigg. He's officer for the Metro... He's officer? Hello? Hang it up. (laughs) Again, (laughs) hang it up. We're having problems. No. no. We're having solutions. Thank you. You're welcome. Cherish my life. I do. (laughs) Me, officer. (laughs) Once again, for the Metropolitan Police Department. And he's suddenly pretending to care about Carrie now that she's been jigsawed. I love you turning jigsawed into a <laughs> it's, verb. It's a verb. You've been jigsawed. Oh, bitch. Because <laughs> the verb jigsawed. To jigsaw. Very gay. <laughs> to jigsaw. Very gay. <laughs> when we were listening to scary stories to tell in the pod last week when I was working with you, I was like, should we start doing that segment? <laughs> Things, that, Things are that are gay. Because there are so Especially, many. <laughs> okay. In our final mm-hmm. Saw Roundup yeah. recap, we will. I feel like we have because to. Because there's a lot. There's to, a lot that's gay. To pay homage and tribute <laughs> to, to... a favorite pod. A favorite pod. <laughs> we have Special Agent Lindsay Perez, who's also working for the FBI on the Jigsaw Killer case, and she's Strom's partner. Mm-hmm. We don't know a lot about her at this point in time, but that's who she is. Then we have Art Blank. Who is a criminal defense lawyer who defended Brenda, Ivan, and Rex. Mm. He's a friend of John and a co-founder of the Urban Renewal Group. And he's world's fakest name champion 2007 brackets. Art blank. (laughs) That's not real. I think I said this when we were watching the movie last week, but it's as though when they were writing the script, they wrote art and then like blank because they were trying to come up with a last name. They're like, well, we'll circle back back to to this. And then they just never did, and so it just went through the whole progress of the movie, yeah. and just Art Blank was his name. It got to, like, the first day of filming, yeah. and they were like, oh, we never came Wait, up with a name. it's still Blank, and they're like, you know what? Go with it. Go with it. Art yes, Blank. Yes, and. <laughs> Art Blank. 
Then we have our old friend, Detective Eric Matthews, Ooh. former homicide detective working for the Metropolitan Police Department, former victim of the dilapidated bathroom, and current victim of the ice block trap. He's really he having a tough go of things. He can't catch a break. Then we have Jeff Denlin, another friend, who's a grieving <laughs> no, father. he's a foe, actually. He's, he's the number one foe. Um, grieving father, currently lost in Gideon meatpacking plant, and flop, above all else. Ultimately. Then we have Dr. Lynn Denlin, who's a surgeon working at Angel's Mercy Hospital and the current owner of an exploded head. <laughs> Corbett Denlin, daughter of Lynn and Jeff, currently locked in a trap because of Jeff's floppage. And ultimately, do it for her. Do it for her. If We've you have not seen... Our recent post on Instagram. Please go check it out and give it a like. I felt so crazy making that. Because it's some of Zoe's best work. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Then we have, again, briefly, Detective Allison Carey, former homicide detective working for the Metropolitan Police Department, an FBI informant working with Strom, and the victim of the angel trap. Then we have some of the trap victims we'll encounter. Mm -hmm. We have Ivan Landsness. Landsness. Crazy. He's the proprietor of the rundown, not quite yet abandoned, mm -hmm. Alexander Motel, and he's a rapist. We have Brenda. She does not have a last name. And she's a sex worker and a pimp. And they say women can't have it all. <laughs> they can't have it all. <laughs> so he's mad. He's doubly mad, John. <laughs> Then we have Cecil Adams, who's a patient at Homeward Bound Clinic, and he's responsible for Jill's miscarriage that happens later on in the film. Once again, we'll get Spoilies. to that. Spoilies. Trevor, um, he's just a guy. He's a random man that we literally do not know anything about. We don't know who he is. We don't know why he's in a trap. We just have to trust John's instincts that they are correct. Um, although... Based on evidence in the past, <laughs> I don't know if we can we can be so sure that he's in there. He's the only character in the Saw franchise that we literally never find anything out about. Poor Trevor. He's just there. Some bad luck. He's just some guy. <laughs> he's just some guy. Then we have Rex. Crazy name. Um, who's crazy name for a crazy, crazy guy. He's brutal and violent tempered. Hmm. And he beats his wife and daughter on a regular basis. His wife is Morgan, and his daughter is Jane. Jane, another crazy name for a daughter. For, right? I'm surprised he didn't also just do Diane or Allison. <laughs> so far, the daughter's names have been Allison, Corbett, Corbett. and Jane. <laughs> crazy. I think at the end, we'll have to rank all of the daughter's Diana, names. Diana, I think, is always... Going to be insane to me. <laughs> then we also have a few familiar faces. Mm -hmm. We see Gus Colliard again, who is one of the patients at the clinic. Mm -hmm. And we met him in the nerve gas house in Saw 2. He's the one who gets shot in the eye. Aww. When trying to, well, he didn't open the door. He didn't. Someone else opened the door. <laughs> then we have Addison Corday, who's a sex worker. And she propositions John outside of the clinic. And we also met her as a nerve gas house victim. Um, she's the one who stuck both her hands in the box. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> and then we also have Michael Marks, who mm -hmm. is also a patient of this clinic. And we met him as um, the victim of the death mask trap, also in Saw 2. 
That's the one where he's like, it's in what can be called your life. Where he's like immediately rude to him. As if he didn't put him in a saw trap. I'm like, he's so rude to him. He's so rude. He's in a saw trap. <laughs> but those those are the people we're working with this time around. There's a lot of people, a lot of names, a lot of faces. Yeah. There's even more background characters mm-hmm. that I didn't include. There's like doctors and nurses that will come back again. But yeah, I think we'll keep them as key players for another. Film. Yeah, <laughs> you got the main ones for this time around for sure. Once again, our starting lineup. <laughs> Um, so diving right into the plot mm-hmm. opens with an autopsy of John Kramer, the jigsaw killer, who, prior to his death, swallowed a wax-coated microcassette, which is found in his stomach, and then the doctors who are performing the autopsy give it to Mark Hoffman, yeah. Detective Hoffy, and they're like, you need to listen to this. That was... <laughs> I. <laughs> When they, first of all, love that John has the forethought to swallow a wax cassette, because of course he does. <laughs> I said this in my notes, that it's a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> because it was a very, yeah. like, they call it a micro cassette, but, but it was not, very big. It's not very micro. Like, not micro when you're swallowing no. it. No, it's hard to, like, take a Tylenol sometimes. Yeah. But you're gonna, like, down yeah, the cassette. Yeah, because, like, just dry. And, like... Under pressure, he's like, oh, my throat has been slashed. Yeah, like, I'm I'm dying Better take this now. Yeah. That's impressive. But this is this when Hoffman comes in and he goes, where is it? The body. And it's just, like, the only thing in the room is just naked John. Like, I don't know how you don't don't see that. Like, where's what? The, that? (laughs) What you're looking for? The autopsy scene is one of the most gruesome things to happen, I think, in the entire franchise. I said that the Foley artist was going fucking nuts while they were, like, producing the... Like, there was squelching. There was so much squelching and just, like, noises from the work that they were doing. It's very gross and hard to watch. It's also very confusing in this part, um, just Hoff's whole energy that Mm. he has, like, asking where the body is. But then he also goes, cut it out! And they did. did. Hoffman, that's why they called you. It's because they found a tape talking to you. Mm-hmm. It's already been cut out. Yeah, they're literally cutting him, like, as we yeah. see. Like, that's kind of the point of an autopsy. So, Hoffman came in confused. He came in Just confused. Just big and confused. He me. came in confused as hell. Um, also, if in case we're keeping, color, uh, keeping track of colors, the autopsy mm. seemed very gray. Except blues and reds were very bold, like a photo booth filter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, they were definitely accented. Um, So they listen to the tape, and it promises him that the games have just begun. Of course they have. And I think, like, John says something cunty on the tape, like, you thought the game ended just because I'm dead? (laughs) It's just begun. Like, okay. Literally. Um, (laughs) So meanwhile, Trevor and Art wake up in a (laughs) mausoleum. Art blank. Wake up in a mausoleum. Not a place where you want to wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, both men are chained at the neck to a winch. Trevor's eyelids are sewn shut, as is Art's mouth, rendering communication between the two of them impossible. Mm-hmm. I would not say it's impossible. I would say it's very challenging. Yeah. <laughs> and I think John would appreciate that and agree. Yeah, I think so. Um, when the winch begins to pull them together, Trevor panics and attacks Art who kills him and takes a key from his collar to free himself, tearing his lips in the process. Yes. That is the mausoleum trap. 
And that is victim Trevor and Art Blank. Trevor, mm-hmm. no name, no last name, mystery man. Trevor Blank, Trevor Blank. <laughs> Art and Trevor Blank. <laughs> it's a large metal contraption mm-hmm. positioned in the middle of a mausoleum. The contraption consists of a winch with a metal chain going through it. The chain on both ends is attached to Art and Trevor's necks with shackles. If the chain was pulled on strong enough by them, a metal pin would be pulled out of the contraption and thereby activate it. The winch would then start to turn and pull the chain victims to the center of the room where they would ultimately be strangled. (laughs) Each of them had a different advantage and disadvantage in the game. Trevor had a wooden box with several tools that could be used as weapons. Hammer, axe, hook. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) However, his eyes were sewn shut. Art was able to see but had his mouth sewn shut and no tools on his side. Due to their respective disadvantages, they were unable to communicate with each other to figure out that the key to the shackles was on the back of his neck. And, you know, they got a little mad. They went a little crazy. They went a little... We all go a little we, mad sometimes. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so four days after her disappearance, the corpse of Detective Carrie, R.I.P. Carrie, oh. is found by the police. After Hoffman bitches out Lieutenant Rigg for going through an unsecured door in order to reach Carrie, he meets Peter Strom (laughs) and Lindsay Perez, two FBI agents who had previously been in contact with Carrie. They inform Hoffman that neither Jigsaw nor Amanda murdered Carrie as they were not physically capable of placing her in the trap, indicating there is a second accomplice involved. Strom later becomes suspicious of Rigg, who is convinced that Eric Matthews, who disappeared six months previously, is still, still alive. alive. <laughs> this I also wrote down this back to the mausoleum yeah. briefly with the blood mm. in a part of that looked so fake. So it fake. was like spurting, but it wasn't there. It yeah. was just like all effects, visual effects. Yeah. Um, but also I wrote that when Strom enters, he also asks where the body is when it's in the middle of the room. <laughs> So these men are not looking. They're just storming in, mad as hell, mad as hell, and not looking at what's in front of them before they ask where it is. Yeah. I did make a note that um, they've learned, the police have learned from the last set of stairs, and this time they yes. send a little robot down first. <laughs> That's before I, they all go barging in. That's what I said too. I felt bad for the robot if something were to happen to him. I'm like, oh. But he makes it out. He does. He survives. Um, and yes, this is when we are first introduced to Strom Daddy, which yeah. is very exciting. He's here and he's angry. And Rig in this scene deserves an Oscar for pretending to care about Carrie and her well-being. Because he hates her. He famously hates her. Um, also, famously, Strom is played by Scott Patterson, who played Luke Danes on Gilmore Girls. And that really blew my mind. I got to break that, that news to Zoe. It just like... It somehow doesn't look like now that I know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh you yeah, see it. But before, no, just like he didn't you. look like that. The way that this man looks entirely different with and without a baseball yeah. cap on is like should be studied. It's crazy. I was like, no, it can't be. But it is. But it is. Um. So anyway, that evening, Rig is attacked in his home, and upon awakening, a videotape informs him that Matthews is still alive, confirming his suspicion. Mm-hmm. And Rig is giving giving. <laughs> it's giving Rig. It's giving Rig. Um. Rig is given ninety minutes to save himself. Also, what was I gonna say about this? Oh, first of all, the guy who plays Rig, very attractive. <laughs> That man is so jacked. He's in great shape. And he has a shirt off. 
He takes his shirt off and it transitions. We'll get into the transitions. Oh, the transitions are crazy. One. Um, but like he like takes his shirt off and it transitions into another scene. Anyway, he's in great shape. Um, and I think that's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> and that's good. He was. I, mean, I feel like they knew that too because they were like, we're going to have him without his shirt for a lot yeah. of this. Like he just, there's a lot going on. It's really good. Um, there, Do you want me to explain Riggs' trial yeah, before we get into like, the is individual? This, is this a good time to explain it? I'll, I'll explain. So we okay. know it's Detective Rigg. Mm-hmm. He wakes up trapped inside the bathroom of his own apartment. Mm-hmm. He has 90 minutes um, to face a series of tests around the city in order to overcome his obsession with saving everyone around him. That's also not a lot of time. No. And especially when you have to go to multiple places. In the metropolitan city. But most of the buildings here are abandoned. So, like, how much traffic did they have to contend with? <laughs> Maybe it's a very walkable city, too. <gasps> it probably is. We know nothing about metropolitan city. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna find out, like in one of the movies, that it's like New Jersey or something, just like so. I I, I think it's New Jersey, but I don't think it's New Jersey. Like it's yeah. New Jersey adjacent. It's, like it's a made up get, city. We're gonna get to the bottom of it. It's a made up city, but I think they're basing it. This one was filmed in Toronto, also. How or was the? Or did we all? already talk about that? No, the, it, was it was the previous a, yeah. one. This one was also filmed in Toronto. Sorry, we missed all of this. We missed all of the Toronto mm-hmm. filming. You know. Um, overcome his obsession with saving everyone around him. After each test, he found a clue leading to the location of the next part of the game. He believed that he had to save his partners, Detective Eric Matthews and Hoffman. However, his tests were actually designed to convince him not to save anyone, but rather to allow them to save themselves. Mm -hmm. And this is the quote that Mm -hmm. we have here from Jiggy Saw. (laughs) Hello, Officer Rigg. Welcome to your rebirth. (laughs) For years you have stood by witnessed as your colleagues have fallen. You have remained untouched while Eric Matthews has disappeared. But with, like, he didn't do that. (laughs) You remained untouched while the other guy was gotten. And it's like, well, you took him and you didn't touch Rig. That's your bad. But with your survival came your obsession. Obsession to stop those around you from making the wrong choices. This is rich. Thus preventing you from making the right ones. You wanted to save everyone. Tonight, I won't give you the opportunity to face your obsession. Look closely. Eric Matthews is still alive. The block of ice he stands upon is melting. He has but 90 minutes to save himself. Detective Hoffman's fate is linked to Eric's survival. Heed my warning, Officer Rigg. Their lives hang in the balance of your obsession. Will you learn how to let go and truly save them? The choice is yours. The choice is always theirs. Always theirs. Um, is this also when I noticed that they had changed Billy the Puppet's voice, or, like, they had changed yeah. the voice on the recordings? Yeah. But then I think, like, partway through the film, it changes back. <laughs> he just had, like, a sore throat that week. Because, like, I think it was during this, like, when Riggs listening to the tape or watching the video, and I'm like, that's not the same voice that they've yeah. used in previous movies. And then, like, by the end, I'm like, oh, wait, no, this is back to the original. Anyway... I don't know if that... It was probably intentional. They thought of everything in these movies. They always do. But also, they don't. <laughs> they think of everything and nothing. Um, so, anyway, Rig finds Brenda, our friend, the female pimp and sex worker. <laughs> the female pimp. I like the that version of a hustler. Is a female <laughs> pimp. Um, she's chained to a chair in his living room with a pig mask covering her mm-hmm. face. Because it's always going to be a pig mask. 
the first test, see what I see, is for him to leave her there. He ignores the message and ends up triggering a device to begin peeling her scalp mm-hmm. off. Aptly called the, the scalping, scalping seat. seat. <laughs> Scalped. Do you want me to explain that Go for then? it? So the, it's the first test of his trial, which he immediately fails. Um, Brenda's chained to a mechanical chair in the living room. There was an exposed gear system and chain securing Brenda to the seat. Her hair was put through a metal lug and tied up to a small metal axis. She had the pig mask on, of course. It was Riggs' task to leave her behind and continue to his next test. However, trying to help her would activate the gear system and it would start to turn, slowly pulling back Brenda's hair and subsequently tearing off her scalp. Yum. (laughs) The only way to escape was a combination lock attached to her chain. The numbers necessary were written on the gears that kept turning. Um, If he hadn't helped her, he could have just looked at the gears. But Mm -hmm. since they were moving, that was difficult. Um, Rig was supposed to provide them to her because she can't see (laughs) from there. And unbeknownst to him, she had also been tasked with killing Rig if he freed her. (laughs) Otherwise, he would arrest her for the crimes that there was photos of all over the apartment. The crime of being a woman. Being a woman with a job. Two jobs. No, they hate, like, I have this in my notes for something that happens later, but they hate women with jobs. They do hate women with jobs. So he, of course, there's a little tape for both Rig and Brenda. Mm-hmm. And we have Officer Rig, your first test. The person in front of you is in desperate need of help, but it's not your job to save them. You view this person as a victim, but if you were to see what I see, beneath the mask is a criminal undeserving of the life she leads. Your obsession tells you to save the victim. I tell you to walk away. The choice is yours. And then he says, hello, Brenda. I want to play a game. <laughs> An officer will try to save you. If he is successful, then your game begins. This man will use these photos to sentence you for your crimes. And the only way to stop him is taped underneath the TV. Let him save you and accept your fate to rot in prison or kill him and guarantee your freedom. Make your choice. So, Rig does manage to free Brenda, but she attacks him. Mm-hmm. Um, she had been told that she would be arrested if Rig saved her. Um, so he throws her into a mirror and leaves. (gasps) That's the next sick transition. He throws her into a mirror. It shatters and it's a two-way mirror. And suddenly we see Strom and Perez. It's really incredible. Um, so later her corpse is found by police led by Strom and Perez. So meanwhile, after that happens, or while that's happening, I don't know. (laughs) Time is not linear. Um, Strom is furiously interrogating Jill Tuck, Jigsaw's ex-wife, who recounts Jigsaw's lore. Um, (laughs) she had been pregnant with a baby to be named Gideon after John's first project as a civil engineer. Gideon meatpacking plant. You may recall. (laughs) Um, but she miscarried after a drug addict, Cecil Adams, robbed her clinic. This would later drive her and John into divorce. Mm. Nothing to do with his traps. Just nope. that. Just that incident. Just that one isolated incident that, yes, was sad, but I feel like this they is, could have worked through it. This is what I don't understand. This this is a major part mm. in this moment mm-hmm. when he's interrogating yeah. Jill Tuck. Yeah. Is that she pulls out some magazines. Yes. And these magazines have, like, civil engineer of the year, mm-hmm. and it's John Kramer, his face, yeah. and his government name on multiple magazines 
that she has a stack of. Yeah. And so Logan and I were confused mm -hmm. because the police have always had his name because mm -hmm. they call him by it. Call me by, call your, me name. by your name. No, like they've known who he was since the second movie. Yeah. They have his name. Mm-hmm. If they were to just do a quick search, surely all those magazines would come up. I, I, um, yeah, I just, it kind of feels like John Kramer is uh, a local celebrity. Yeah. Certainly in the civil engineering community, but perhaps maybe in this metropolitan city that they live in. That's full of abandoned buildings. Because he, abandoned buildings that he made. That he's been building. Like, I'm not, I just, mm -hmm. I just feel like, again, I know we talked about this. I think in the last movie, mm. or maybe it was the second one, mm -hmm. but the forensic investigation, like mm -hmm. just like who's buying all this stuff. I feel like this is similar mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, who's buying a million saw blades and chains? Who is a civil engineer, maybe a prominent figure that has the name John Kramer? And <laughs> surely there can't be that many. And also, it's just like, okay, let's take the fact that you know his name and his face out of the equation. Who would be capable of putting together traps such as these? Somebody like a civil, civil engineer, engineer, perhaps? Perhaps the civil engineer of the year on all these magazines that Jill has. Also, I feel like we're thinking too detailed about it, mm -hmm. even, because yeah. where they're finding all these people are in the buildings that he built. Like, all the buildings they're finding bodies in belong to John Kramer, which is also the name <laughs> that you have of the killer. This police department is inept. <laughs> they're just so stupid. You have his name. Wait, that's such a good point. <laughs> Literally. Like, because... Like, granted, like, yes, like, as you're watching the first three movies, like, we were talking, like, where are all these fucking abandoned, building, abandoned buildings coming from? Like, it's so weird. And, like, in the fourth one, you finally realize, okay, I see the connection. But, like, the cops would have had access to that. Like, they would have been like, oh, we're finding bodies in abandoned buildings. What's the connection between these, like, literal tunnels? I There's was literal say, tunnels connecting these buildings. I was going to say, like... Why are they then also confused about where to find people? They're like, where's Eric Matthews? I don't check one of his buildings. Check There's one of John's so buildings. buildings. Jesus and Christ. Like, because, is, like, is, I know we'll, like, get to this, like, later on, but, like, Eric Matthews, is he, like, he's also in Gideon Meatpacking, yeah. plant, isn't he? Yeah. Which, like, Gideon, again, we're going to discuss this, but, like, well, also we talked about this already, but, like, the name of John's unborn child who Gideon. Jill unfortunately miscarried was getting like I just all the all the points are linking up and the cops are like oh, I don't know I his name's John Kramer and that's <laughs> as far as we got like okay and all, because this like like they talked to him in see in season two in movie two in season two and saw two they talked to him that's the whole thing is that John just wants to talk to Eric, yeah. just wants to have a conversation with Detective Eric Matthews, and all these other cops are around, and they see him, and they're like, that's, that's John the guy. that's the jigsaw killer, and then he escapes at the end of that movie, but they and, all still know, and they, but they can't find him in the meantime. Like, he's out in the car at the end. He's 
He's in the car smiling to himself, all beat up and bloody. Just like, I got why? Why aren't the cops there also? Because they're they're stupid. They're at a different meatpacking plant. Well, there's probably more than one abandoned meatpacking plant in this metropolitan city. Um, okay, so Riggs' next test takes place at a motel where the words, feel what I feel, are painted on a door. He forces the manager, Ivan, into a prearranged trap. Pictures around the room show that Ivan was a serial rapist. Mm -hmm. And Ivan must choose between blinding himself with blades or being dismembered. What a choice. It's a real Sophie's choice. It really is. Like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) So, yeah, he has to force... Ivan into this room and the bed is the trap. Yeah. <laughs> so there's the bed, four large metal columns positioned at each corner. Mm-hmm. The columns are mounted to a heavy metal contraption. It's always a metal contraption. Always. Always. With gear systems. Also always. John loves a gear. He does. As a civil engineer. <laughs> he loves a gear. He loves a gear. Attached to each was a chain and a shackle. Rig had to attach these shackles to Ivan's limbs, and his head would also be secured in a vice at the headboard. This vice had two miniature sids, sides, on each side, and Rig handed Ivan two triggers, one for each side. So once the game began, Ivan had 60 seconds to press both triggers, which would cause them to gouge his eyes out, and if he didn't accomplish the task in time... The metal columns would fall back one by one and rip off his limbs. Ouch. Ouch. Again, question about mm-hmm. police work. Mm-hmm. How is this man, or Amanda, or, or Hoffman, Hoffman, getting all this into oh, a hotel? Man. <laughs> man. <laughs> Amanda Hoffman. Hoffman. <laughs> it's all these hate women. I'm sorry. I'm going to write a fucking thesis on this at the end. Sorry. Continue. How are they getting it into the room? Ivan wasn't like, hmm, why do you need all these metal contraptions in there? Like, how did that get installed unnoticed? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Not a lick. And then we have him again Mm. doing our favorite line. (laughs) Me again. Which is, if you're playing this tape, John... We've been over it. John, we've been over it. Then you're one step closer to truly understanding how to save a life. How to save a life. He just plays that. As an officer of the law, you find yourself torn. Is the man before you a victim or a perpetrator of violence? His salvation is out of your hands. It's your choice if you wish to put it into his own. Once this lesson is learned, you will find yourself one step closer to truly saving Eric Matthews. Without you, this man's game cannot begin. Force him into a position to face his demons and let him make the decision. And then he talks to Ivan. Hello, Ivan. <laughs> As a voyeur, that's his favorite word. <laughs> we should have counted how many times he says voyeur. Everyone's a voyeur. You have kept photos of those you have victimized. Can you see the pain you've brought them? You have torn apart their lives. <laughs> You've used your body as an instrument of abuse. Now I give you the choice of what you decide is most important. Your eyes, which have led you blindly astray. <laughs> or your body, which has caused those around you endless suffering. Wait, wait, can I interrupt yeah. really quick? 
When we were doing bingo, did we say a punny thing before a kill? As I don't know. Well, we have to check. Because that, that, that alone absolutely counts. We didn't. Okay, we gotta and we add gotta, that. We're doing it now. We're doing it now. <laughs> because, wow. Torn. Is it ever? Almost. 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 Sorry, I'm so sorry to interrupt. You have been handed the tools which can save your life. Decide quickly, though. In 60 seconds, the choice will be made for you. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, count your eyes out quicker. Can I ask a question? I can't yes. remember if this was explained in the movie or not. But he has to poke both yeah. eyes out, and he has two things. Yeah. Can he press both at once, or does it have to be one I think two? it's not like... I don't think it's just like one and two. I think he has to repeatedly click them to like gouge them. I think it's like oh. a digging action. But could he do like do 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 do? do, do, do I think do, it's one. I feel like I'd rather just get it over with. Yeah, but like maybe thumbs. I'm sure John thought of that. He's thought of I don't everything. Know. He's thought of too much though. <laughs> I think. Um, so after Rig leaves, Ivan only manages to blind one eye before time runs out and his limbs are ripped off. He didn't do it fast enough. He didn't. I also like that, like, in the recording that John leaves for him, he just calls him a voyeur, and, like, he's, like... He's, like, he's, no, a, he's rapist, a rapist, actually. Yeah. I feel like that's... That's the main part. One of those things is a bit worse than the other, Like, but... he did, like, film it yeah. to watch later. But I but feel that's like... Not, that's not that's the worst not the... part, I don't, yeah. I don't think. I think he's a little confused. But... I think he just likes the word voyeur, so he's, like, how can I use it again? Because he called Adam a voyeur. Yes. He called Mark Matthews, is that his name? Yes, I don't know. Yes, Michael Marks. Close. Mark Matthews. That's in the next movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Allison Carey, Mark Matthews. They're all voyeurs. He's a voyeur. Everyone's a voyeur. I mean, it's a great word. I get why John wants to use it so much, but it's giving very, like, um, uh, you keep saying that word. I do not think you know what it means. <laughs> or do not think it means what you think it does. Um, so anyway, yeah, limbs are ripped off. That's unfortunate. Not really. He was a rapist. Um, so he got what he deserved. <laughs> Rig's third test is save as I save. And it takes place at a school where Rig once attacked a man named Rex <laughs> who abused his wife and daughter. He finds Rex and Morgan, the wife, hanging back to back from a harness with several rods impaling them together. The rods are placed through vital arteries in Rex's bodies. What? <laughs> in Rex's body. Rex's body. Rex's body. Rex's body. He only has one. Um, <laughs> you know, that you know of. That I know of. But through non-vital areas and organs. She can live by removing the rods while he will die either way. Yeah, so he really... <laughs> he got... The shit end of, of the, the stick. stick. Some might <laughs> say. <laughs> Okay, so it's <laughs> low get serious. serious. Let's move on from the fun. <laughs> it's in a classroom. Mm -hmm. This one makes sense as to why it's in a classroom. Troy from the last movie. Why were you in a classroom? That was classroom. never. And was that classroom that he was in at the same school that this was in? Because this school looks very much yeah. abandoned. And how do you get into these schools? A lot of civil the tunnels. The tunnels. <laughs> They're in a leather harness chained back to back to a metal kinky. column. Another metal column. Always. It is very kinky. <laughs> Both of them are impaled by eight long and thin metal spikes. Oh, she's skinny. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> While the spikes only cause flesh wounds on Morgan's body, Rex would be mortally wounded as each spike impaled one of his major arteries. Just stab him in the thigh. Just stab him in the thigh. 
In order to survive and avoid bleeding to death, Morgan had to pull out all of the spikes, which would result in Rex's death. Once the game had played out, Rig had to give Morgan the key to free herself. So he just had to stand there and wait. Basically. For her to kill her terrible husband. Yeah, I mean, like, he kind of deserved he, it. He did. I will say, like, I don't know if Brenda deserves what she got. I mean, she was a sex worker, but also a pimp. And I I don't think we can fault her for that. You gotta do what you gotta do. You know? But you know, I think uh, rapist guy. Rapist guy did. And abusive husband and father. Did. Can't say I feel sorry I don't. I don't think that they needed to involve... Uh, Morgan in that? No, I don't think. <laughs> I think she we could have just impaled yeah. Rex if you wanted to. But John loves just getting people involved. That yeah, he be. really, he really does. These are the uh, little blurbs oh, right. that we have. The human body is a fascinating organism. It really is. It can withstand the most brutal injury and yet repair itself miraculously. But you know this all too well. How many broken bones have you suffered at the hands of your husband? How many flesh wounds have you endured? With time, the bruises have healed, but your pain has not. Today, I empower you to take control. Oh, he's empowering her. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's empowering her. Yeah. Okay. Yep. To take control of your life. Can you disconnect from the one thing that has brought you and others so much pain? With time, your wounds will heal. His, however, will not. Remove the ties that bind or bleed to death from your inactivity. <laughs> the choice is yours. Mm -hmm. And then Rig also gets a little message yeah. as per, Hello, Officer Rig. What have you learned thus far? It's, that's why he's talking about school. He's like, what have you learned Get it? thus We're in far? A Experience is a harsh teacher. <laughs> First comes the test. Second comes the lesson. Ugh. If you are to save as I save, then you will see the person in front of you is but a student. Mm. So I ask you, Officer Rig, has the pupil learned her lesson? Has she been taught the error of her ways? Does she now view the world differently? Officer Rig, the key to this person's freedom lies in the palm of your hand, but only after she has done her own part. Can you play your role in her salvation? Once judgment has been made, though, the key to finding your next destination is just off the map. <gasps> wow. So Rig finds Morgan with one rod left in her. He hands her the key to the harness and leaves, setting off the fire alarm as he does. And he's off to his next mm -hmm. and final destination. Final destination. So meanwhile, Strom and Perez arrive at the scene where Rex and Morgan had been stabbed stabbed <laughs> impaled i guess is a better word um and where it's learned that all of the victims were defended by art blank mm -hmm. who was also the lawyer of jill after a photographer is accidentally killed on the scene <laughs> perez finds billy jigsaw's puppet in the office when the photographer the crime scene photographer gets killed that's when i said another woman just doing yeah. her job killed. killed and they have no reaction they it's really just like oh they really do not. They do not care about her. So uh, Perez sees Billy the puppet, and she is told that Strom will soon take the life of an innocent man, and that her next step is critical. <laughs> Ignoring past clues that she is mm -hmm. in danger, mm -hmm. Perez continues with the investigation, and con like that just continues the investigation. She literally just continues walking, walking. towards Billy, yeah. um, and then his face explodes. Mm -hmm. 
sending shrapnel into her face. She's rushed to the hospital in critical condition. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I wrote down that it was very romantic. Because mm. when they got in that room, it was like Billy on his tricycle. I think there was music and there was like lit Mood candles. Lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Billy. No, it was like sensual. Was like, Billy, oh my god. Oh my god. So after learning of, this is kind of taking a step back, after learning of his cancer diagnosis and surviving a suicide attempt, that's when John began to work on, that's when he began his work on testing mm. others. And he decided to target Cecil first. He placed Cecil in a trap where he was to push his face into several knives in order to release yeah. himself, which is also aptly called the knife chair. The knife chair. Um, it was located in John's workshop. <laughs> the trap consisted of a wooden chair connected to two metal contraptions. More metal contraptions. <laughs> attached to the armrest of the chair were blades that would cut his wrists. To prevent him from standing up, both arms and legs were held by metal shackles. And the shackles were connected by several metal bars. So the man could not move. <laughs> The central bar was a vertical position and had small pressure plates attached to the upper end. The plate was positioned in front of Cecil's face. In order to get free, he had to press his face against the plate, which was equipped with eight knives, four on each side, so it would cut his face. Once he started pushing through, though, the chair collapsed, and he attempted to kill John, <laughs> who tricked him into jumping into a box filled with razor wire. And it's plausible that John deliberately rigged the chair to collapse so he could see how Cecil would react <laughs> to his freedom, um, thus making the razor wire the actual trap that was intended for him. And he has, like, a little bit of a tape. He doesn't play it for him because mm. he just is speaking to him. <laughs> but on the little bit that you hear, he says, Your life is a lie. Now comes your moment of truth. As a drug user and a hustler, you've played roulette with other people's lives. Today, you play with your own. <laughs> Incredible. Um, so additionally, Art Blank is also revealed to have worked with John before. Strom connects this story with the Gideon Meatpacking Plant, the location of Rig's final test. He arrives shortly after Rig, but ends up trailing our friend and flop, <laughs> Jeff Denlin. Aw, oh, Jeffy. Who was making his way to the makeshift sick room of the plant. Uh, he eventually, he being Strom, eventually catches up to Jeff in the sick room. Jeff waves a gun at Strom, demanding to know where his daughter, Corbett, is, <laughs> and forces Strom to shoot and kill him in self-defense. Yeah. Fulfilling Jigsaw's earlier prediction that Strom would kill an innocent yep. man. Yep. And that kind of wraps up Perez and Strom's trial. trial. Yeah. Again, I didn't really know where to place this. In the plot. Yeah, and it's not it's not much of a trial. There's not much to unpack there. There's it's not. just like she was told not to investigate further. Yeah. She did. She was told that Strom is gonna kill an innocent man. He, he did. did. And that's kind of that was their trial. Yeah. And it led him to Jeff. <laughs> All roads lead we to Jeff. <laughs> Um, so simultaneously, Rig is on a trail leading to a large room containing Hoffman. Well, it has to be a large room if it's containing well, Hoffman. <laughs> I wrote down, this was, Hoff, Hoffy is just big and kind of dumb. Yeah. And I wrote down that Hoffman is a yassified sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> I forgot about that. And I think that's important to note. 
I think it is. Oh my god. Well, and we haven't even talked about the fact that, well, I guess, have we really, we haven't really discovered it yet, but <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get I don't want to, I don't want to jump the gun. Um, so large room containing Hoffman, who's big and stupid, Matthews, <laughs> and Art Blank. Matthews stands atop an ice block mm-hmm. with a noose around his neck, and Hoffman is tied to a chair with a gag in his mouth uh-huh. and electrodes on his feet, mm-hmm. or at his feet, rather. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take a second to talk about why um, Hoffman being tied up is so interesting? I, you can. You can do that. I'll read the, the trap, okay. and then we'll, we'll discuss we'll okay. discuss his tied-upness. Okay, yeah. So, the ice block trap. Mm-hmm. Eric Matthews and Detective Hoffman are both supposedly the victims of it. Mm-hmm. It's inside the meatpacking plant in a separate room, and it's a giant seesaw-like scale positioned seesaw. in the middle. <laughs> seesaw. Like we did. <laughs> Eric stood on top of a large ice block on one side and was held in place by a chain noose around his neck, which was hanging from the ceiling. On the other side of the scale was Hoffy mm. in an electric chair. <laughs> Positioned around the ice block are several heaters which slowly melted the ice. The melt water would then flow to the other side of the scale and electrocute Hoffman, who was seemingly strapped to the chair. <laughs> On the ceiling above them is a large metal contraption mm-hmm. with two mechanical arms which each held a large block of ice. The contraption was connected to the room's only door via a long chain. If the door was opened, the arms would swing down, crushing Eric's head like a watermelon. The trap could be deactivated with a single button. Hmm. However, this only worked if the door remained closed for the duration of Riggs' 90-minute trial. Um, and this is... This, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it till the end, till we get there. His quote gives away something. But I also wrote... Um, were they actually choking Donnie to death because he looks horrible? Okay, Donnie Wahlberg, I don't know what was going on, but like I have no choice but to believe that he was actually dying. dying. Yeah, he looks bad. He, that man is choking to death. He looks like almost unrecognizable. He's like swollen in he the face. So swollen in the face. He's actively choking. His foot's busted. It's crazy. I think town. they were actually killing him. I think I so. I don't think that was part of the movie. No. Um, yeah, so ice block trap. <laughs> Art blank must monitor them while a device on his back is set to cut through his spine. Mm-hmm. Also known as the, the spine, spine cutters. cutters. He didn't get a quote, mm-hmm. but I'll explain the spine yeah. cutters a little. <laughs> I'd love it if you would. He, so it's a device which was attached to his back with a leather harness, you guessed it. Kinky. It was long with two pliers at its upper end. These pliers were aimed at Art's neck and would cut his spine if he didn't follow the orders given to him. Therefore, he had to build and set up the traps later used in Riggs' trial and also had to abduct the respective victims. Afterwards, he had to go to Gideon Meatpacking Plant to the same room where Eric Matthews and Mark Hoffman were imprisoned and had to oversee them. If Rig didn't enter the room within the following 90 minutes, Art could free himself and the others from their trap with the click of a button. It's that simple. It's that simple. Um, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so when Rig arrives, <laughs> Art and Matthews attempt to ward him off, and Matthews shoots Rig. 
though he still makes it through the door with one second left on the clock. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? I think so. How does Matthews attempt to ward him off? Isn't he, like, tied up? I think he's just screaming, like, don't Oh, but they give him a gun. Oh, that's right. They give him a gun. Sorry. I was like, how is he trying to ward someone off? He's, like, incapacitated. First of all, he does want to just kill himself. (laughs) And honestly. And (laughs) you should have. Would have been a less gruesome way to go. Um, Yeah, makes it through the door with one second left on the clock. And this, we can talk about Hoffman now being strapped in. Oh. If you want to. And he was strapped in. Um, I feel like this is almost like a fun fact. Okay, we can save it. We can save it for the we'll fun We'll save facts. it, but I also wrote down, like, what is he attached to? Nothing. Because he's just wearing, like, a collar that's, like, really tight, and it's not uh-huh. from looking at the uh-huh. film. Uh-huh. No, there's nothing, no. But hey, we'll nothing. get to it. We'll get to it. That was for aesthetics only. No, we'll get to it. Maybe something else. <laughs> um, Rig then shoots and kills Art, believing him to be responsible for the trap. And mistaking the tape recorder in Art's hand for a gun. Honest mistake. Yeah. Just before being shot, Art activates the recorder, and Rig learns that he has failed the test by interfering. Matthews and Hoffman would have lived if Rig had not tried to save them. Um, (laughs) So at this point, Matthew's head gets smashed between some blocks of ice. Um, But an unarmed Hoffman (laughs) releases himself. (laughs) What? I mean, oh, oh, maybe in that way, um, revealing that he is the second accomplice. Dun 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 You just know Hello Zep is playing <laughs> is at playing. this point. Faintly building. Build to that. Um, he then leaves Rig in the room to bleed to death after mm-hmm. locking Strom in the sick room with four <laughs> corpses. He leaves the building as the autopsy scene replays. It is now revealed that the events of Saw 3 and Saw 4 are taking place simultaneously. simultaneously as always. God damn it. And then we, good. of course, have Jigsaw's hunty little voice coming on. And he says, hello, Officer Rig. If you're hearing this, then you've reached Detective Matthews and Detective Hoffman in under 90 minutes, resulting in their deaths. The rules were clear. You were warned. They had to save themselves. <laughs> Their salvation was out of your hands. Time was on your side, but your obsession wouldn't let you wait. Instead of saving Detective Matthews, you cost him his life. You failed your final test. <laughs> Donana. 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 I can't remember when they say this, but at one point somebody says, things aren't sequential. And I said, certainly not these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Never. Um, I also I also wrote about the pig motif again because wow. there's a whole scene where he's getting Cecil that there's like a Lunar New Year yes. thing happening. Yes. Pig masks galore. Mm-hmm. Cecil stops to steal like a terracotta pig. Cecil then... stops to steal. <laughs> Cecil stops to steal a terracotta pig. Peter Piper picked a pig of pickled peppers. I also wrote that Jill Tuck always looks like she smelled a fart. <laughs> She's kind of like grimacing mm-hmm. at Strom the whole time. Grimace. Grimace. <laughs> Grimace. Yeah. Yep. Incredible. Good stuff. Good stuff. Great film. <laughs> Great film. It really, I, I like software and we'll get into it. We'll why. get into it. Shall we bingo? We shall. We have software. Mark your cards. Tell us if you have a bingo. Our card, we don't have a bingo. We don't. But we could have. We could have. 
We have gag-worthy plot twist. Check. Always. Free space. Basically. Always. Then we have the baddie isn't really dead. This one, we took some liberties with. I feel like this one, it's more abstract. Yeah. Because is John dead? Yes. yes. However, the Jigsaw Killer legacy lives mm-hmm. on... In his 8,000 apprentices. Through the apprentices. <laughs> the apprentice Apprentice-y. Apprentices. So. Then, a new addition that we almost lost. Cheesy one-liner pun said before a kill. Tons. How did we miss it? I don't know why that didn't occur to us as we were watching the movie. But it was heavy-handed. Heavy-handed. Especially the teaching scene. Yeah. In a classroom, he's like, teacher, pupil, tests, anything else? <laughs> we also have character that only exists for exposition, slash knows all the lore, and that's Jill. Jill, Jill, Jill Tuck. Tuck. <laughs> she, yeah, I mean, she tells us all of Jiggy's backstory. Like, she's there lore. just for that. Yeah. At press time. Mm-hmm. That's all she's at there for. Time. Then we have female character that's not like other girls. I think that's also Jill Tuck. And that's also Perez. And that's also it's every, every woman. woman. Every woman. Yeah. They, none of them are like other yeah. girls. And then finally we have the ending leaves room for a squeakquel. <laughs> Imagine if Ch- Alvin and the Chipmunks saw move. I can. Honestly, I can see I like Alvin it. being a sick fuck a little and building traps. Yeah, he would. I believe it. The squeakquel. Goofs, gaffs. Let's get into it. Goofs and gaffs. And fun facts. And fun facts. Okay, I'll start with my fun fact, which is um, Hoffman, (laughs) Costas Mandalore. Which sounds like a Star Wars name. It really does. We have to go see Costas Mandalore. (laughs) Like, that sounds... Yeah, that's a Star Wars thing. (laughs) That's a Star Wars thing, for sure. Um, he was really adamant about being tied up mm-hmm. and being tied up tight. tightly. It got to a point where they said, no, we can't, <laughs> we can't do it tighter. And he begged. He begged. <laughs> he begged them like a sick little freak. Like a little whore just <laughs> With begging collar to on. be tied up. Costas. Please. Cough daddy. Did you have any fun facts? Um... There's a fun fact. The guy in the background of one of the um, Homeward Bound things is the guy from Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the older brother, Roderick. I'm familiar. He's in the background okay. playing a character, but in another movie he comes back and he's a different guy. He has two different characters and he's the only one in the franchise to play two separate people. I love that. That's a fun fact. I will, this is through no fault of my own, but I occasionally will see Roderick thirst at it. Oh, on I get TikTok. those all the time. I'm not sure what I did to be given <laughs> to those, that. but I know, I know who he is because yeah. of those. Yeah, me too. So, me too. Thanks, Roddy. Um... <laughs> Okay, so these are some goofs, gaffs, and plot holes that I found for this film. So starting off right at the beginning of the movie at around three minutes during Jigsaw's autopsy, his brain is easily removed from the skull with no connection to the brain stem or spinal cord. (laughs) In reality, dissection would be needed to remove the brain. Yeah. But they just open up the skull, pull it right out. Maybe that's why this is all happening. (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe it wasn't a goof or a gap. It was just an explanation of why John is the way he is. Why his actions. His brain is just floating around in there. literally not, not connected to anything. anything. Incredible. Um, there's a moment where crew or equipment is visible. So at around 48 minutes in the interrogation room, a camera and a crew member can be seen reflected in the two-way mirror. Oh my god, we have to go back. I know. We have to see that. Save I know. that. <laughs> We're we're gonna look at we're gonna look it up, um, confirm it, and we'll report back. <laughs> um, there are a few plot holes. So at around thirty five minutes, when Rig is instructed to kidnap the motel manager for his test by using a pig head mask, that's pointless because the security cameras already knew he was inside the hotel or the motel. Sorry, calling it a hotel is being very generous. But like they. Or he would have captured him going yeah. in and being inside yeah. the hotel. But then they're like, no, put a mask on. That'll, that'll make it better. Yeah. Um, and then at around an hour and eight minutes, in a flashback, John is seen abducting Cecil Adams mm-hmm. at a Chinese street festival celebrating the year of the pig. The last two years of the pig were 95 to 96 and 2007 to 2008. This does not match Jill's statement. <laughs> that these events took place shortly after John's diagnosis with cancer oh. in 2003. They said we need to fulfill the pig motif. Mm. It has to go harder. It has to go more in depth. And they said, who cares about years? <laughs> well, and I love it because it's like the year that the movie came out would have yeah. been the year of the pig. But the moment where that scene is taking place... is not. Can't be. Can't, can't be, be the year of the pig. Not plausible. <laughs> but sure. I like I love the commitment. <laughs> they said, "Years be damned, we're it's gonna the put a year pig in the there." Pig. <laughs> and then finally, in a flashback scene, we see John involved in a car crash and having to remove a sizable metal bar mm-hmm. or similar from his left hand side of his torso, which would leave a considerable size scar. Mm-hmm. However, when we see him, Dick and balls out during the yeah. autopsy. Um, there's no scarring on that side of his body mm-hmm. or in that particular area. Also, was that his inspiration? The sticks for later on it with must Morgan have been. and Rex? He's like, wait, this happened to me. This, Whoop. oh my God. It totally must have, it been. Must have been. Good catch. He's like, I won't scar. Morgan won't scar. <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. It's just a flesh wound. Traps. Survivability. Where would we where would we stand oh, with my goodness. So Let's refresher, you. we have the mausoleum. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you and I were trapped in that, we would make it out. Because our communication skills very strong. Shut's kids. Incredible. And like we were talking about this as we were watching the movie. And like if your mouth is sewn shut, like we were trying to mm-hmm. like mimic what it would be like. <laughs> and it's like, yes, you can't really talk, but his mouth wasn't sewn shut, like, completely no, tight. there was a sliver. There was, like, a little room, and I think he could have moved his mouth enough yeah. to, like, get something across. I did write down, mouth guy not trying hard enough to enunciate. Yes. And we would have. Yeah. And I just feel like we would have been more rational about things. Those, yeah. Because the, the one guy woke up and just immediately started freaking out. Yeah. And he said, like, oh, an axe? Let's go. Let's start hacking. And I just feel like that is... That's not going to benefit anyone. No. no. I think we could survive that we no would, problem. Yeah, we would be fine in that one. Yeah. Then it gets into other ones, again, where you're relying on other people. Mm-hmm. 
that's not us. Each other, yeah. Yeah. So, Riggs trial, I don't think I can move fast enough to get everywhere in 90 minutes. You know? Well, again, like, how... I'm a fast walker. You are. You're speedy. But, like, I want to see a map of yeah. where all these places are in location it's just one to one another. strip of abandoned properties. Like, probably. Because <laughs> it's just, like, 90 minutes is not a lot of time, which makes me think that they all must be in relatively close proximity yeah. to one another. Yeah. Is there, did he take the tunnels? <laughs> did he take the tunnel system? Is it, like, the path? That's what Jean's created. Jean? <laughs> Jean, Jean Kramer? Has created a path. He has. I mean, it was filmed in Toronto. Hey, I think once again we're on to something here. I think the path in Toronto is kind Inspired. of like one big saw trap. It's, it's yeah. scary when you're down there. There's no sign of light. No. Once you're down there, you're down there. It's like being in like a Las Vegas casino. Like you have no concept Clocks of what. Are gone. <laughs> Clocks are gone. They're pumping in artificial air to keep you down, down there longer. Like there's have, no people. You have no way of knowing where you are, what time when it is, you are. when you are. <laughs> it's all making sense now. Yeah. We're, we're coming up with uh, connections. I think we would survive Riggs' trial if we we don't have to do anything is the point. Yeah, you're telling you me... You just go in and not do anything? I just... I have I have to get to three different locations in 90 minutes and not do not anything. Not do anything. We're surviving that. Yeah, no question. I'd be like, ooh, that's... Oh, ow. <laughs> like, pull the stick out. I don't know. I just, like, <laughs> once again... Like, we see this in the nerve house when they're like, don't open this door. And then they're like, we're going to open the door. It's like... Don't. Don't. Hey. 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 Here's an idea. Don't. Listen to John. (laughs) Like, I just think, like, if somebody tells me not to do something, I won't do it. No. That's fine. Very simple. Especially, like, like, Rig in this situation, like, had background knowledge of, like, how Jigsaw operates. Yes, he knows his schemes and his scams. He knows, like, what he's gonna say to throw you off and what is an actual, like, rule. Yeah. Them's the rules. Them's the break. Like, I would say, like, generally, like, if a man tells me not to do something, I will feel obligated to do the opposite <laughs> because I don't like people telling me what to do. But in this situation, like, if I have if the, the knowledge John Kramer. that Rig has and I know how Jigsaw operates and he says, don't do something, I'll be like, gotcha, boss. Done. <laughs> done and done. It's also so easy to not do anything. So it's actually the easiest thing to do so, is nothing. Yeah, we'd survive that. Um, scalping seat if it was activated. Just cut your hair. That's what I was saying. Just cut the hair. He worked so slowly to cut her hair. I know. Just well, you couldn't find a knife. It's, yeah. It was taped in the dresser. Taped, yeah. Um, I don't think I would survive that. When my hair gets caught in my armpit or something, I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have a lot of hair, so... It would, I wouldn't have a, a lot short, of time. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, you I don't. I don't think we're making it out. I don't of that think one. I'd have a good chance of survival. Um, bedroom trap. No. No. I don't want to gouge my eyes out. No. So, no. my limbs would be ripped off. Yeah. And then there's no coming back from that. There's really not. So no, no to that yeah, one. Yeah, hard no. Spike trap. I mean, well, if we were spiked together, one of us is one not of us surviving. Then we would both die. I wouldn't pull spikes out if it would kill you. <laughs> would you kill? Would you kill me? Wow. 
I, I hear my I hear the answer in my silence. Mm-hmm. It's no, deafening. I wouldn't kill. Well, wow, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. I'm just. You wouldn't want me to go on and live a full life. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I, yeah, I would. <laughs> and I would want you to do the same. I don't know. I wouldn't expect you to sacrifice yourself. <laughs> to save? To save you? Well, no, because you wouldn't be saving me. Like, let's say I'm the Rex in that situation. Yeah. I'm dying either way. But, but then, you could get out and yeah. save yourself. I don't know. And I would want that for what you. What if we were trapped with a, a nemesis? Then, no, they can die. It's Jeff. We're attached no. to Jeff Denlin. <laughs> I'll let him die. He's dead. And I'll run away. Quickly. But no, I think we could survive that I if think we so. were the ones not yeah. mortally wounded. If it wasn't in our um, <laughs> arteries. Yeah. Ice block trap. Again, we can't because mm-hmm. we're relying on idiots. Yeah, Rig really came in their guns ablazing. If you were Rig mm-hmm. and I was Eric Matthews, we'd survive. We'd survive. <laughs> like but, if you're Eric Matthews. Or if you were Eric Matthews and I was Rig. <laughs> I've already said that if I was Rig, I wouldn't survive because I can't get places fast enough. So Okay, so you're just by <laughs> default, just, you're now Eric yeah. Matthews. I was going to say, want more for yourself than Eric Matthews. <laughs> I look horrible. <laughs> I look like I'm actively dying. My face is also swollen. It's perfect. Um, Perez and Strom's trial. Easy. Don't approach the doll surrounded by candles. <laughs> but I want to. <laughs> I don't like him. He's so cute. Don't go there when it says, hey, don't go there. Like, and then you did. Like, Jigsaw literally says, like, your next step will be critical or something. And, and she she's said, like, whoop! <laughs> do, 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 do. Then there's knife chair. I think this one's easy. Yeah. You just have to cut your face. Because, like, would it hurt? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, like, watching it, it doesn't seem like it actually takes that much force. No, it's just like... So just, like, swish forward, cut your face, do it quickly. put some polysporin on. Then you're good. It will heal. Get It'll some heal. scar stuff. Exactly. You're fine. Although... Would I survive the razor wire that he falls into? No. No. First part, yes. Mm-hmm. Second part, no. No. Spine cutters. Um, yeah, because they weren't even, like, attached to yeah. it properly. It's just, like... It's just... And that it's relying on other people. Yeah. Like, he just was there to press a button, and they let him down. So... They, yeah. That's a bummer. But... Overall, I think there's some winnable ones. I think so, too. It's because Amanda's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda had nothing to do with these, so no doors were fused shut or... They're not rigged. (laughs) My favorite joke. Not in that sense. (laughs) Reviews. Reviews. Letterbox reviews. Following our flowchart. Okay. Um, I have pulled 10 reviews, comments, thoughts from Letterboxd. First one from Ayana. Jigsaw is a messy bitch who lives for drama. <laughs> so true. So true. This one's from Rebecca. She says, John Kramer really pulled a Hannah Baker giving out tapes <laughs> once he was dead. <laughs> Welcome to your tape. They took it. And they ran with him. I know. Hannah. Clam um, Jurgens. Clam Jurgens. Um, this person's letterboxed handle is Audra Maida. 
Um, name another horror villain whose entire dick and balls are out at the start of their movie. <laughs> Go on, I'll wait. Go on. They also no, give that it is four stars. <laughs> For that. For that alone. The movie is actually two. That one scene. I did my first note was artistic choice to see Peabaw's dick and balls. Just right away. Boom. That's how they open the film. Yeah. They said, Hey, I know you've seen three other films with this guy, but you haven't seen him naked. Here you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) And we say thank thank you. you. Question mark? Big question mark on that one. Um, Eleanor says, I wonder how many mistakes John Kramer has made when recording a tape. Like, does he fumble his words and be like, fuck, and starts again? Me sending you a voice note. Well, I was like, we literally talked about this for one of the last movies. It's just like, how many times is he re-recording like, oh, these tapes? No, I said the wrong name. It's not Brenda. He said Freddy Krueger instead of Freddy Krueger, you know? Like, it happens to the best of us. Um, Brian says, full view of the jigsaw. <laughs> John, Not the jigsaw! John leaving a tape in his stomach where he says, you think it's over just because I'm dead is definitely the funniest way they could have continued the series. Love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it is. They're right. Full view of the jigsaw. Jigsack. And they, this was the original surprise bitch. <laughs> I bet you thought you'd seen, seen The Last, last of Me. Um, every movie should have a transition where someone is thrown through a mirror into the next scene. <laughs> crazy like you thought the editing was whack in the first one where it's like he's in a car now it's here they threw a person through a window and ended up with strom pastrami pastrami the transitions are crazy they're so good um pt99 says jigsaw is such a cheeky little guy a whimsical little trickster a wacky son of a gun (laughs) he gets it no, he totally gets that it. That person gets it. Totally gets it. I will say, like, in looking through reviews on Letterboxd, people do not like this movie. Really? Like, the star ratings are so low for it. I like it. Which, yeah, like, we'll get into it when we do our review. I think Saw 4 is better than Saw 3, yeah. that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, S, exclamation mark, says, I don't know, continuing the game by swallowing a fucking tape is some <laughs> Sue Sylvester type <laughs> shit. No! Oh my god. Anna says, Hoffman really put his whole Hoffussy into the helpless little bitch act. God bless. I hate him, but I I love love him. him. But I hate him. That's us. That's our exact relationship with Hoffman. Hoffussy. Hoffussy. I like that I saw on Twitter someone was like, I hope in the next saw that they explode Hoffman so I don't have to think about him anymore. (laughs) Yep. We all have such complicated We're exploding him with our minds. With our minds. Um, and finally, Chloe says, the stupidest, most ridiculous end twist of them all, it fucking rocks. <laughs> it does. That's the thing with these movies, mm-hmm. is that it's always insane. Yes. But it's perfect because of that. Way possible. It's like, yeah, I want that. I don't want it to make sense. No. That's boring. I don't want it to make sense. It shouldn't make sense. No. Like... It's incredible. It's it's perfect to us. <laughs> to us. Should we get it to our review? We should. I just had we a should. really I was verklempt for a moment. You were just thinking about Hoffman exploding. I was. And I was really Same. emotional. So 
So again, this is our grading rubric for the films that we watch. We have plot, character, scare factor, acting, and aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So starting with plot. This, in writing the key players and the traps, mm-hmm. is one of the most convoluted yes. of the movies. Mm-hmm. Where it's, there's so many moving parts. Literally and, and slip, figuratively. Literally, so many moving metal contraptions. <laughs> and like... Everything is happening simultaneously, mm-hmm. but it also, like, how? Yeah. How is it? So, I think the plot is very confusing in this one for a Saw movie. They're all a little wacky, but I feel like of the films that we've seen so far, that we've talked mm-hmm. about so far, very confusing. I wholeheartedly agree. Hard to follow. The plot is fucking bananas. <laughs> I love every second of it. Um, no, like, even as I, like, I... I was writing up the, like, I was looking at the plot to write it up to do this episode, and as I'm reading it, I was like, what? What? Like, having just watched the movie a week ago, Mm -hmm. and now reading back through the plot, I'm still confused. I'm like, oh, this and the third one are taking place simultaneously. But how? But how? But how? And I also saw, this could also be a fun fact, Mm. I also saw that technically it was also supposed to be happening at the same time as the first saw because they wanted Strom to enter the room mm. and be shot by Adam. Oh. But they didn't do that. But it's like technically supposed to be all also happening at the same time. Technically Strom's been there since day one. Yeah. Pastrami. Pastrami sandwich. On rye. Incredible. Um, yeah, no, the believability of the plot is fucking bananas yeah, because it's like, it's, how is any of this happening? It's hard to get there with this one. In terms of twists, what are we thinking? I think it's great. I think they're always great. I think it's great. I love how he just gets up big and stupid and walks over and he's like, You motherfucker! He starts yelling at him. You <laughs> that motherfucker! That was a really good Hoffman impression. <laughs> I know him well. I felt like he was in the room it's with like us. like when I channeled Trisha Paytas. Yes. He yells like that. And it's like, you why like the voice down. I'm like really I in I'm in shock. I'm in shock. You're in shock like Hoffman almost was. He was electrocuted on the ice block scale. I think crazy plot, great twist. Crazy man getting up and yelling at another guy who's dying. Why are you yelling at him? I feel like... I feel like Hoffman and Eric Matthews are kind of two sides of the same it's coin. It's the same. It's like one is chaotic evil yeah. and one is stupid evil. Stupid evil. Because like they both love yelling at dying yeah. men. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the spirit of Hoffman was in you in that moment. Um, I'm also wearing a collar. I mean, by the way. By the way. Didn't want to mention it. So what would we say for plot overall? What do we want to give that out of five saws? I'm good. It's This one's on the lower end. Mm, mm. I feel like a, a, a two. two. That's fair. A two. A two, but spiritually a five. Yeah, absolutely. Every low ranking is a ten. Yeah. It surpasses the five saws. No, but yes, the believability of the plot is really insane. So we'll say a two. Um, how do we feel about the characters? Whether it's main characters, background characters, baddie, etc. I love Hoffman and Strom. Oh, they're their dynamic. Crazy. They're, I've 
what his arm might taste like if he were to just chew on it. And I don't know how to explain that other than he's just like... <laughs> like he's looking at him and I'm worried that he's going to try to bite straw. <laughs> like that one wears a muzzle because he bites. <laughs> the big one beats the little ones. When they're alone, the big one beats the little one. It's that... You're the Hoffman in this relationship. I bite you? Yes! You. <laughs> That's exactly I what I mean, I'm if saying. the crazy voice fits. <laughs> and it does. If the joker fits. Oh, incredible. No, I think They're... Hoffman and Strom are great. I want 10 movies of just them God, interacting. I know. That needs to be, like, Saw 11 needs to be Hoffman and Strom-centric. <laughs> and I don't know how these two men are, like, the primary characters, I would say, this, the, the most key of key players. <laughs> and I feel like between them, they have two lines. <laughs> like, they don't speak. At best, they grunt. <laughs> like, no. They spend so much time yelling, and yet they say nothing. <laughs> and I love it. I love every minute of it. Um, I think despite not actively being in the film, John is still yeah. the greatest character of all times. Yes. Of times? Times. <laughs> of all time. God almighty. Um, yeah. Art, <laughs> Art Blank. Love him. That's So the main characters... <laughs> Great. Mm -hmm. The background characters, we don't know a reason for one of the guys being in a trap. We don't know anything about one of them. So that's a that's okay. <laughs> and then one of them's name's Art Blank. <laughs> so we're gonna have to take away points for ten. that. <laughs> and you are rooting for John always, so Totally. I'm I am rooting for Rig in this one. Yeah. I like Rig. Yeah. And I like that. This is kind of his movie, because I do like him as a character. Yeah. Even though he hates Carrie. <laughs> Even though he hates Carrie, and maybe one day we'll find out why. Maybe. That's what Saw 11 should be out. <laughs> should be out? <laughs> Holy fuck! I'm not well. But I understand you. <laughs> That's what Saw 11 should be out. about. <laughs> Missed a couple letters. <laughs> no, you're just saying they shouldn't make it. It's out. <laughs> No, Saw 11 should be out now in theaters. Oh, I get it. I'm following. We need the Carrie backstory. We need the Carrie lore. Um, what would we, what would we say for characters? Five. Five. Hoffman and Strom. Five. I agree. Five. Plot two. Hoffman Five. Hoffman Strom get their own category. Yes. Um, I totally agree. Uh, scare factor. Again, I think it's scary to rely on dumb people. Yeah, and there are a lot of dumb people in these franchise in these franchises. In, these franchises, in this the franchise, one is rough. That one is scary. And I stand by the fact that the autopsy. Oh, gruesome! Horrifying to watch. I this one's pretty. It has some gnarly ones. The head being smashed by ice. Oh, graphic. It is. Yeah, this one they don't shy away from no, the they've, gore. They've upped the gore a little bit. Like 
I feel like they've kind of, like, every movie, it gets a little bit more gory, and I feel like yeah. this one is really, I mean, it opens with an, a very graphic autopsy, and it dick opens, and balls. I was gonna say, it opens with a jig sack, that's the most graphic of all! The jig sack on full display. The jig is up. He wasn't, it was down. It was down. <laughs> um, what, what do we say for scare factor? Like a three. A three. I agree. I agree, agree. I agree, agree. I agree. Um, characters five though. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Characters five. Plot two. Characters five. Scare factor three. Acting. Acting. <laughs> Again, bringing my top and strong. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> him screaming that. Mm-hmm. Him wanting the choker tighter. Yeah. That feels related to acting. Method. Very it's method. Very method. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was immersing himself in the role yeah. a little too much, perhaps. <laughs> Um, Strom hating Jill Tuck. That felt personal outside that, of the film. It felt real. Four. Five. Four. <laughs> four. Four. Five even? Five even? No, I think four. I think ten. we're safe with a four. And then finally, aesthetic. God. I mean, I feel like five out of five for the transitions yeah, alone. I think it has to be. The editing was wacky. Truly. They threw a woman through a mirror, and then we saw Strom on the other end of the mirror. Rick takes his shirt off, and it transitions <laughs> into another. another. Like, there were more. I can't even remember what they were, but they're so incredible. There's so many. And they're five. 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 Like, period. We won't be discussing any further. It's five. No, I mean, for the mirror transition alone, five. Five. So what are we giving Saw for... 2007 out of five saws overall i feel like i don't hate it as much as the people of letterboxd do no i'm gonna say a four i i kind of agree because like like four is what four for four rate the first one yeah because like the first one not that i'm no i think the first one's a four i think like part of me is like should we rank it higher Maybe. Stick with our guns. But I think a four is reasonable. But, like, I would argue that four is right up there. It's it's good. I think it's good. It's good. It's wacky. The plot makes no sense. Hoff <laughs> Strom. I think, like, considering that this is the first movie where, like, we don't have... Not that I shouldn't say we don't have John. He very much appears in flashbacks and stuff like that. But, like, he's actively not alive. Amanda's not alive. But they come in strong with Hoffman. They bring Strom in. Like, I They come in strong. They come in strong. I think the fourth one is where they finally... Where where they're like, you know what? We're going to be fucking nuts. Yeah, commit to being insane. And they do. Also, I don't know if I remember if I said said this to you earlier. I don't think I said this on the pod. But... Saw 4 is the first one that Lee Winnell was not involved yeah. in writing. Does that show? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think with the plot not connecting super well, yes. <laughs> but, God. It's good. It's God, it's good. God, it's good because it's crazy. Yeah. And that's enjoyable, and that's 4. And the four transitions are so good. I, I agree. Yeah. I think this one's high. This one's up there. I think so, too. And, like, it had been a while since I had watched it. 
like I think the last time we watched Saw 4 was like a couple years yeah. ago. And so I, I had forgotten a lot about it, but like rewatching it, I was like, this is good. I've really no, enjoyed I really, this. I really enjoyed watching it too. I was yeah. like, wow, I'm like captured. Like this. Saw 3 felt like a slog to get God, through yeah. because of Jeff. Yeah. Because it's so hard watching someone be so stupid. Yes, and it's like I guess Rig is kind of stupid because he can't just follow the simple instructions. But he has his shirt off, and it's like he means well. Yeah, he's again. He's just doing his job. He's he should try to save everyone. Yeah, he's a cop. Yeah, a cab except for Rig. Except for Rig. Now, final thoughts and our honestly moment. Do you have an honestly moment? I do. My honesty moment is when you find out that Saw 3 and Saw 4 are happening <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> and how would you say that, honestly? I think it would be kind of like, honestly? <laughs> oh, 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 honestly? honestly? <laughs> oh, oh, like a really, like yeah. honestly? Honestly? Is it? Oh, okay. Is that what we're doing? No, I think that's a really good one because that's also how I, because... Uh, it gets very confusing when Strom enters that building. Yeah. Like, who's alive and who's dead at this point? Very much Jeff's like, dead when soon. are we? Yeah. yeah. Where's Corbett? We'll find out soon. Where's Corbett? I think that's a good one. Thank I you. I think that's a good one. What would your honesty moment My be? My honesty moment is, and again, I don't mean to come to the defense of Jeff, but I fear that I must. <laughs> and that oh, is, no. my honesty moment is that in the previous film, mm-hmm. Jigsaw's whole thing with Jeff is that he's a grieving father who's too obsessed with vengeance. Yeah. He just can't get over the death of his son. And then, in this one, we find that John is doing all of this because his son was killed? And he's getting vengeance on the people involved? And so I'd have to give that an honestly? That's such a good point. John... You got mad at him for that exact thing. Yeah. And you're doing it, but yours is fine. Yeah, it's okay when John does it. Okay, John. But when Jeff does it, he deserves to die. And again, I don't mean to defend Jeff. No, but but... you're right for that. He deserves to be defended in this moment. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Any final thoughts for this film before we go? I think we're soft for apologists. I think we are. I... They could never make us hate you. (laughs) No. I am so excited to continue on. Come back in two weeks. We'll be talking about Saw 5. 2008? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. They were just turning them out. They were. It's really impressive. Um, But yeah, do you have any final thoughts? I just think this one is so wacky and it really, it feels like a shift. Yeah. Yes. Where it's like the second one. The first one was like, whoa, genre. Yes. <laughs> genre. genre. The second one was like, oh, we're doing we're doing something a little mm. different here. Third mm. one was like, oh my god. We're just trying to get through. Just Jeff, do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. This one feels like Jigsaw is crazy. The <laughs> plot is crazy. These two beefy men are crazy. One's wearing a collar. He's extra crazy. John's on magazines. That's crazy. His Everything dick is and like, balls are out. His jigsack is out. No, it did feel like they just... Like, balls to the balls wall. Balls to the wall. You took the words right out of my mouth. 
But they just said, we are going to double down on being insane, and you're going to love it. And we did. And we did. And they could never make us hate you. No. That's... That concludes Saw 4. 2007. Um, don't forget that you can follow along with the Turn the beat One take wonder. You can follow along with us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at HonestlyPod. And also Letterboxd at HonestlyPod and Facebook.com slash HonestlyPod. You can visit our website honestlypod.ca Oh, Canada. Canada. We have an actual website. A real website. It's no really cool. Wixsite.com slash home to be found. Like, you can forget the slash home to your heart's content. You can just go there. But check out the website. It's really cool. Um, email us at thehonestypodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what's up. Yeah. Tell us what you think of software. Say hello. Say hi. Tell us your favorite Hoffman moment. <laughs> Tell us your favorite Hoffman moment. Tell us what your honestly moment is. Yeah. Of Saw 4. Tell us what your honestly moment of your week is. I don't know. Tell us something. Talk Tell to us. us. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Potable, Pocket Cast, maybe other places. It's very hard to tell. Super hard to tell, but we would love to know that you're listening to us. And if you leave us a written review, send us a screenshot of it, and we'll send you some limited edition Honestly Pod stickers yeah. that don't currently exist at the Not moment, yet. but they will. They will. Um, and also, we have merchandise for merchandise. You can go to honestlypod.threadless.com or go to the website, and There's there'll a be a link there. there. So check it out. You know, the holidays just finished, but it's never too early or too late to buy a gift for yourself. Start the new year right. With some Honestly Pod merch. And we've always said that. And we'll continue saying it. (laughs) Is that it? That's all. All right. Bye. Bye. Da-da-da. (laughs) Da-da-da.